Hey, I need you to give me some energy this morning. Today is Thursday, February 4th, and you are blessed and highly favored to win. Everything you want is ready to meet you at your destination. Just keep going. This is the Market Adventures Podcast, and in this episode, you might just be able to save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in your trading. It'll at least save you a headache. If you've been here for a while, it's no secret that I'm a big fan of credit spreads, especially for the small account trader. Well, yesterday, I realized that small account or big account, you can use them in another way that just might be the key to your consistent growth as a trader. Stay tuned. You really don't have to know much to make money in the stock market. That's something that I always thought was very strange because the market is so dynamic and involves so many big players and involves money, which is so emotionally charged and so mysterious for a lot of people. But the reality of it is you really don't need to know a lot. You only need to know about 5% of the skills necessary to find opportunities to make money in the stock market. What kills a lot of people and a lot of traders is that 95%. Not knowing how to think and, and how to frame their mindset around trading and investing. That's what you'll get from my Instagram page. That 95%. You come to this podcast every day looking for that 5%. And hey, I give it to you from trading strategies to terminologies to the Market Adventures Trading School. I give you all that I have for that 5%. But that 95%, you're going to get that from that Instagram page. From mindset to quotes to to just ways to think about the market and to think about money. You're going to want to get that. And you're going to need that if you really plan on having a long-term success in the stock market. So, Make sure you go to Instagram at Market Adventures Podcast. Before you do anything else today, go like that page, go follow, and turn on post notifications so that as you start to look to take some money out of the markets, be you a beginner or an advanced trader, you make sure that you have 95% of yourself locked and loaded and ready to make some money. So, I'm staring at the chart yesterday, just before an interview with a major investor from out west, Seattle, Washington area. The market had sold off early and was just starting to hit its first bounce of the day. There was a weekly call option on the option chain less than 1% out of the money that I noticed had an opportunity to increase in premium after the bounce. The, the, the call option was a daily call option on the S&P 500. I believe it was a 384 call option. Now, that was an opportunity to scalp intraday and to flash me a signal. I was ready to make the play after seeing the price, and I was willing to pay on TD Ameritrade, right? I saw the price I was willing to trade, and I was on TD Ameritrade, so I pulled up Robinhood right away, 
because I always go to TD Ameritrade first to confirm the prices, and then I go to Robinhood to execute on the prices I saw on TD Ameritrade. And we talked about that uh, in the last episode, right? Using the option chain on a different platform before using Robinhood. So then after I got to Robinhood, I saw my balance. It was low, really low. And that's because I had open positions, a little bit too much open than I normally would, actually. I'm a little over leveraged uh, from position to, to cash balance uh, ratio. Now, I have put options on two stocks uh, and a bullish call spread in another. I'd run my cash balance down lower than I, like I said, lower than I should have. And that means that whatever balance was showing, the majority of the balance was not in cash. Now, there's a saying that I heard. If you're trading options primarily, your account is only worth the cash balance. And this is so true. Every dollar you have in options should be considered gone, right? Until you take profits or cover a loss, you should consider it gone because statistically, more options expire worthless than actually finishing the money. So when you're playing options, it's best to play them psychologically like the money's already gone. Right? It gives you a better perspective, and it makes you more responsible for your cash balance. Anyways, with low cash balance, I had choices. I could close out my positions in the other plays to allow me to play this opportunity to scalp. I could just paper trade, or I could do nothing. I chose C, do nothing. And it turns out that the play that I wanted to do, that daily call option, was a pretty good one. It, it didn't go in the money, but the contracts went up 100%. And that's what I was playing. I was playing premium. I was playing premium and the and the the uh, speed, which with the bounce is going to happen off the bottom intraday. So within just a few hours, the contracts went up 100%, which means any amount of dollars that I put into that account, uh, into that play would have doubled. If I put $100 in, I would have got $200 out. If I put in $200, I would have So anything I put in would have just doubled within the course of a couple hours. Now, that that's pretty good. But here's where I benefited twice and neither of the ways I benefited was profit in the account. And that holds true to my philosophy that profit isn't better than knowledge because knowledge pays you time over. Now, I knew I had a few hundred dollars tied up in the, in one credit spread, right? One credit spread had a couple hundred dollars tied up. And the contract on the credit spread had already returned to me 50% right? If I had taken that 50% profit, it still would have been good profit. And I could have taken those hundreds and put it into this daily contract. And I could have doubled up that money. I'd had a pretty good day. But having money tied up into that credit spread made me take a second to analyze what was happening, right? I got a sudden rush. Now, if that money was sitting in my account in cash, there is no doubt in my mind that I would have clicked the buy button and gone in. But having that credit spread made me look a little bit deeper into myself and find out what was driving this desire. I was already making damn near guaranteed profit on this spread. I mean, there's it's a very, very small percent chance that I could even lose on this. It's on PayPal, right? It's a it's a bullish put spread on PayPal. I essentially sold I sold puts for the end of this week that PayPal was gonna go down, I, I believe it was something like 10%. And PayPal went the opposite way, which we all knew was going to happen. And 
again, it was pretty much, I already got a 50% back and it's pretty much guaranteed. The earnings, the earnings end up being great. Even if the earnings were bad, PayPal was not going to fall that much. Now, to exit early, to gamble would have been pure greed and nothing else. Pure greed. That extra second allowed me to fall back into my plan and pass up on a gamble to make sure I secured an almost certain victory with my spread. Now, make no mistake, I was right on the plate. My my diagnosis of marking conditions at that particular time, um, at least intraday, to kind of see where the bulls and bears were fighting, I would have made some good money. However, that opportunity, right, the money that I didn't get, that profit that I missed out on, that opportunity was the price I was willing to pay to further clarify the type of trader that I am, which is I need to be a disciplined trader. Now, the question is, what kind of trader are you? If you're an impulsive buyer who likes the thrill of victory, then credit spreads just might be able to save you a lot of money and a lot of heartache. The next time you have a lot of cash on balance in the account and you see you see all these flashing lights, you see a lot of volatility in the markets and you just want to buy everything. I personally, I'm going to look for a credit spread. I'm going to look for at least one or two credit spreads that look good to me. Why? Because if I tie up a certain amount of my capital, for me, I don't, I'm not looking at credit spreads as a high risk option play because I make sure that it's far enough out that it would require something massive to happen for me to lose on any of those plays. Right, I rarely, rarely, rarely lose a credit spread. I feel like I've lost that one credit spread in the last couple of months, realistically. Now, they're not guaranteed, but you have to play them in a way that heightens the level of probability that you're going to win. So for me, if I look for credit spreads, I'm tying up you know, $200, $300, I'm tying that, that money up into one play that has a higher risk, uh, a higher reward to risk ratio, right? I have a, a, a lower reward that I'm going to get, but a higher probability that I'm going to win on the play. And I'm lowering my risk, even though I'm guaranteeing that I have to put up $500 of collateral, I am guaranteeing that there's a max loss on the play for one, and two, that it's a high probability that I'm gonna win on the play, right? So by tying that capital up, that takes out money out of my cash balance. So what does that do psychologically? When I look at the cash balance, it says to me, okay, I cannot afford to make a gamble in this situation because there's not enough money in my account to 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 not be in violation of my rules, right? And that's it. It's to make sure that I'm a disciplined trader. I have my rules. If I take the money out of my account and put it into a lower risk play, but I tie up that collateral, it gives me the opportunity to say no. Now, why a credit spread? Because if I buy a naked option uh, either way, right, the risk is the amount that's in that option, but I'm not tying up any more capital than what's actually in the option play. So if I buy an option play for $150, $100, $20, I'm only going to lose exactly what I paid for that contract. So I'm not tying up any extra dollars. With a credit spread, if I'm getting $100 credit, I have to tie up a couple, you know, $100, $200, $250, $500. I have to tie up some extra collateral that comes out of my account. Now, 
That may seem risky to you, but to me, I love that strategy. Why? Because it's a win-win scenario. I can still fulfill my desire for profit, right? At the end of the day, we make trades because we want profit. I can still make a trade and I can still make profit. But the second win is I'm tying up capital to stop me from making riskier decisions with the capital that otherwise would be free for me to use. Right. And it also limits the amount of trades that I'm making because I'm tying up capital for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks. It limits the amount of trades I'm making so I can truly analyze market conditions and I'm not being impulsive. Knowing when not to trade is just as important, if not more important. I would say it's more I'd say it's more of a 60-40 split of knowing when not to trade is more important on a 60-40 ratio than knowing when to trade, right? And now I've found a strategy that I think will work for a lot of people. This is not advice, but I think it'll work for a lot of people, especially the impulsive types like myself, um, that lets me handle those impulses in those moments where I shouldn't be trading and gambling and gives me an opportunity to still make profits in the interim while I wait for market conditions to to move in a direction that I believe that they should be moving. So that's my that's my thing about credit spreads. I think everyone should use them. And if you don't have them somewhere in your strategy, I think you should really first practice, right? Paper trade with it first, understand how credit spreads work, and then find a way to employ it into your strategy. And again, if you're an impulsive buyer, credit spreads might save you a lot of money. T-minus 11 days till my birthday. Did you share the show yet? How about a follow on our Instagram page at Market Adventures Podcast? If not, you still have time, and I'm beyond grateful in advance for you doing so. Now, if you made it this far into the show, I commend you. Not a lot of people listen to the outro, so I'm going to record. I'm going to reward you here. I'm going to let you know what I've been doing in the market yesterday. Just 24 hours ago, I entered in a position in JetBlue and DraftKings. I'm looking for those that rotation into travel, but I'm also seeing DraftKings. Um, they're doing some Super Bowl commercials, and they're also starting to blow up just because uh, people are starting to get antsy with that money, to be honest. So DraftKings looks really good, and JetBlue, I'm looking for that rotation into travel stocks. I trust JetBlue more than I trust any of the other ones. Um, for the kind of price point that I was looking to spend. And also, my family's Jamaican. We fly JetBlue whenever we go to Jamaica. So I just like that airline. Now, I'm playing both sides of the market. So I've got those bullish, bullish positions. I've also got a bullish uh, put spread on PayPal, right? Those are my bullish positions. But also, I'm playing some bearish positions as well because I am still overall bearish on the market. But I got to follow what the market's giving me. But I'm still going to leave myself leveraged to the other side just in case it does start to turn around. My puts are on Apple and AMD. Now, uh, this new Apple car news, not new, it's old news, but it's resurfaced again. And 
in the after hours trading, Apple shot up. So I may be forced to exit that position early to make sure I'm not losing too much on that position as I wait for the continuation to the downside. Um, but overall, I am bearish in the markets. Um, but for now, I guess I got I got to play what's being given to me. You got to play the hand that you're given until conditions change. So I've got those bullish positions open. Um, I'll close my position on Apple and I'll ride my bullish position on AMD until things change. Now, thanks for sticking around. Anyone who stopped listening missed that. So consider yourself lucky and I'm glad that you were here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Happy trading. And remember, don't ask for security. Seek adventure. <laughs>